Hi there, my name's Cheryl McDonald and I am the founder of Yoga Bellies. Welcome to Yoga Bellies podcast for women on the go. Today's podcast episode is actually the audio extract from a live webinar that I did on why women get extra benefits from the right yoga practice. Um, if you want to watch the full webinar, you can check this out. You'll find links on our website and on our YouTube channel, Yoga Bellies TV. But if you'd like to listen on audio, please find a comfortable seat and join me now. Namaste. Thank you so much for, you know, just taking this out of your day to spend some time chatting to Willow me about yoga for women. So hopefully this will be a very interesting session for everyone. As I said, please fire any questions you have into the chat box, into the Q&A, and I'll answer everything I can um, at the end of the session. We've got so much to get through. Um, I'm just going to fire through it all, and let's push on. It's 9 p.m. here in Singapore, which is where I'm joining you from. So hello from Singapore, and hello to everyone all over the world. All right, guys, I'm going to pop me off, and... I'm just going to pop this little video of me off because it becomes quite distracting as we go along. Let me just figure it out. I hope the... Um, is that me gone? Now I'm gone. Excellent. All right. So let's kick this off. And the topic of today's webinar is why the right yoga practice has extra benefits for women and why it's the fastest growing area of yoga therapy. So if you're here, then I'm sure that you obviously have an interest in yoga for women. In fact, you probably are a woman. But let me just ask you, have you ever wanted to know why you don't seem to be getting what you need from your yoga practice? You've been told all these wonderful things and it just doesn't seem to be happening for you. Or have you ever wanted to know why yoga feels different for you at different times of the month? This is something we're going to go into in as much depth as we can within an hour. Or how yoga can actually help you overcome physical and emotional challenges off the mat as well. So how do we take our practice into our everyday lives? Now, other questions that people have come to me about is if yoga can help them balancing hormonal fluctuations. So specifically, I'm talking about things like PMS and menopause, and I have spoke to a couple of you via email before this, and I know that this is an area of interest to you. Um, so balancing hormonal fluctuations is a big deal, and yoga, yes, it really can help. I also want to talk to you about the one specific area of our body that we absolutely cannot neglect, ladies, and we often do, and why it's essential that we stop doing this. I want to talk to you as well about what a feminine yoga practice is. Now, there's loads of misconceptions around this, and even the name feminine yoga practice makes some people feel a little bit sick. Um, it's not what you think it is. We're going to talk about why it's actually awesome and why you would is there something else that you are here for um, or something else that you really want to know? If so, stick it in the chat box and I will respond to it at the end. So what I'm teaching here is from the Certified Yoga Bellies Teacher Training Program, which I've been teaching live for, for 12 years now. And by the end of this webinar, what I want you to get from this is to really know what a feminine yoga practice is and how it can help you at every stage of your life and every stage of the month as well. But I also want you to know why the wrong yoga practice could be doing you more harm than good, okay? So please be present with me for the next hours, ladies. Turn off all your distractions and just hang in there with me, okay? As I said, any questions, fire them in the Q&A and I will get to them. So who is this for? So, you know, as I said earlier, you could be, you are feeling depleted. You are just not getting the health benefits you were promised from your yoga practice. You're feeling frustrated, you're hormonal, you can't sleep at night. Why, why, why are you not getting this blissed out, rosy glow? Why are you not feeling the love for yoga? It could be that you're at a certain stage in your life and you know that you need some kind of specialist yoga practice but maybe you're not sure what that looks like or where on earth you'd actually find that. 
Okay, so this could be you. Or you could be, slides are slow tonight, guys. You could be already a yoga teacher, or you could be thinking about becoming a yoga teacher. So if you're a yoga teacher, perhaps you're already working with teaching women, but you don't feel confident in the offering um, that you currently have, maybe the correct postures, the practices to use throughout the month. Maybe you want to teach specific pregnancy or menopause focus classes, but you don't know what to do. Or you could be strongly drawn to teach yoga to women and you want to know how to incorporate this into a yoga practice. Or last option here, in case I'm missing someone, you could currently be involved in female focused work and you want to expand your holistic knowledge in this area. So I'm talking about you could be a health coach, a physio, chiropractor, we usually have a few midwives and doulas in the crew as well, childbirth educator, PT, someone else. If you're someone else, if I haven't covered you, let me know in the chat box. This is open to everyone, but this is the people that I'm really aiming this at. And these are the people that have you know, reached out to me and said that they want this information. So what are we going to cover today? So we're going to be looking at you know, why the right yoga practice, it has specific benefits just for women. You're going to discover how your yoga practice could be doing you more harm than good and why the right yoga practice has those benefits. Now, you're going to also find some surprising information on how yoga can support you throughout the life stages. Now, if you know anything about yoga, you know it's not just pulling some shapes on a yoga mat. It's not a Zumba class. You know, there are these techniques, skills, um, things that you're going to take off into your life if you have the right yoga practice. We're going to look at all the female life stages from menstruation through pregnancy, postpartum with baby, and even perimenopause and postmenopause, so all the way up. And you're going to find out which common female-specific medical conditions we can also work with therapeutically by practicing yoga. We're going to explore the importance of acknowledging your natural cycles, okay? So we're going to be looking at menstrual cycles, life cycles, and also seasonal as well, and why we need to live in line with these and why we need to adapt to yoga practice in line with them too. But we're also going to look at, um, you know, what your yoga practice as a woman should be looking like for maximum results. And I'm going to tell you about the BAPS, so have a laugh, if you will. The back, the abs, and the pelvic floor. This is a term that we use at Yoga Bellies. And why healthy baps are vital for your overall wellness, guys. Okay. So that's what we're going to be covering today. As I said, if there's anything I missed, please let me know. So I'm just going to tell you about me. There's a much uh, cheerier looking photo of me there than I currently am. Maybe a bit perkier. I am Cheryl McDonald. I am the founder of Yoga Bellies, as you know. I was born in Glasgow, as I'm sure you can also tell from my very strong accent. And I'm a yoga elder, and I'm currently living in Singapore. And I've been here for five years, and I travel back and forth to the UK, where most of my beautiful teachers are. And I live here with my husband, Mike, who's a cardiologist, and my lovely son, Kieran, who's playing. And I have been practicing yoga for a long time. So it says on this slide 25 years, but technically I've been practicing yoga since I was 10 when I got a book out of the library. But there you go, 25 years, and I've been teaching yoga for 15 years. So a lot of experience there. Now, Yoga Bellies itself, I'll just give you a kind of quick background. I'm sure you know something about where we came from, but I was teaching yoga already. I worked full time as a business analyst. Um, very boring job. And I was doing that and I was teaching yoga part-time in the evening to my friends and family for free. And I became redundant on maternity leave. And I thought to myself, oh, you know, I'd love to do this. Um, I wonder if I could turn the spare bedroom into a yoga studio and, you know, just kind of work around my son. Because there was no way I was going to sustain those long hours and actually spend any time with my son when he was born. So I tried to do it. And the first week there were three people and then seven. And then I had to turn the living room into a studio. And then I had to recruit other teachers to help me. And Yoga Bellies just grew from there. And it, it's been fantastic because women, you know, what I felt that I needed at that time in my life, other women need it too. And in Yoga Bellies, that's what's so fantastic. The fact that we, we do all have a common vision. We, we support each other as we're basically a family. 
Um, but here I was, I was starting to think about becoming a mum. And, um, you know, I, I was actually terrified of giving birth. So I started looking into hypnobirthing and, you know, I thought I've done all this uh, training and yoga and Ayurveda and all of these things over the years. And there must be some way that yoga could help me prepare for birth. And I just could not find anything. And what I needed basically was to stay balanced. I was starting to get um, SPD, pelvic girdle pain. And I had to get rid of this fear of childbirth because it was absolutely debilitating. I needed to accept my new body, my new role as a mother. And I wanted to meet other mums as well because none of my friends um, had babies. It was just me, I was the first. So there I was all alone in pain and you know needed to, to meet people. And so basically I created yoga bellies for myself and I got all of those things from teaching yoga bellies. And we incorporated, you know, everything, all the yoga, the meditation. We I had trained in hypnobirthing and self-hypnosis. And we, we incorporated this into our classes, along with um, Nada Yoga, sound therapy, um, and also aromatherapy as well. And we, I took all of those things and I created yoga bellies. And our classes are specifically for women throughout the different life stages. And this is how we and it really is, as I said, it's a community of women supporting women, focusing on these key life stages through the different stages of the month. That's what we do. But that's my story. That's a bit about me. So why am I qualified to tell you about this? Apart from all of those years of experience, I have studied everything, everything, uh, yoga, meditation, tantra, women's health, childbirth education, self-hypnosis, womb work, you name it, you can read it all here. I've trained hundreds of yoga bellies teachers and birth rocks mentors across the world as well. I'm also the creator of the birth rocks childbirth education movement. Um, and yoga bellies, yoga bellies teachers have taught over 100,000 women in the UK over the past 10 years. And that is just absolutely incredible. So women are loving what we're doing. And people know, women instinctively know that they need what we are offering. I've written 10 books on yoga and women's health. Uh, four of those are picture books for kids. I, I have to put my hands up there. Four of them are kids' yoga bunnies books, but they're still books. And um, you can see the wee kind of uh, logos at the top. These are some of the awards that I've won for women in business, which I'm very, very proud of. A bit more about me as well. So I've also been featured in all of these guys, all of these publications. I was on Dragon's Den. We won Dragon's Den. Um, I think that was five years ago now. And um, Duncan Bannatyne offered his investment, we did take it. We've also appeared on This Morning, and I've worked with various lovely ladies, very famous ladies. Um, and there was a wee article about me in the Huffington Post, which was really nice too. So just a bit about me and why I might be qualified to talk to you this life. So why am I specifically teaching this right now? I've been contacted by lots of women. I'm constantly contacted by people on social media, in person, email. And women are telling me that they, they need to know more about yoga for the various life stages. Women cannot have one single yoga practice. There is no one size fits all, all right? Now, our yoga practice has to be fluid throughout the month and throughout our life. Just as we change and adapt in cycles, our yoga practice has to change as well. We can't just turn up pull a few shapes in a yoga mat and go home. We can, but that's not yoga. That is aerobics, ladies, okay? And that is not what we do at Yoga Bellies. I believe that women need a distinct feminine yoga practice, different from what is practiced by men. Now, you may or may not know that yoga was actually created thousands of years ago in India for teenage boys to burn off excess sexual energy. Now, this is a very abbreviated version of that story, but it was not created for women with breasts and childbearing hips. It was not created to accommodate pregnancy and postpartum and menopause and all of the amazing transitions and changes that we undergo throughout life, okay? So I'm sure you're starting to think about this. Yeah, absolutely, our body needs something different. So over my many, many years of practice and teaching, I have learned what this practice is, what we need, and I want to share a bit of that with you tonight, okay? So Yoga Bellies is a style of yoga that I created specifically to support all of us through the emotional, physical, and psychological changes that we experience 
that are very distinct from those of men, okay? So another thing that people always ask me is, what does the name mean, Yoga Bellies? And it's quite a funny name. And um, people kind of grab their belly and they laugh and they're like, oh, Yoga Bellies, brilliant. And I just, I just wanted to tell you a bit more about the name. And it's actually very serious and significant. So Yoga Bellies, I chose that name because it refers to the womb, not just pregnancy, but it's the reference to the physical belly area of the female, okay? And I'm going to talk more about the BAPs from a, an emotional and a physical, uh, biological point of view later on in a bit more depth. But the, the BAPs are the key areas in a woman's body where she's going to experience all sorts of physical changes throughout life and also very, very strong emotions. So if you think, you know, every month we've got our periods, we go through pregnancy, some of us postpartum and all of the changes that we experience during the menopausal period as well. Now, if you think about the pressures on the back and also on the abdominal muscles, the urogenital triangle, throughout all of these stages, each of these areas are interconnected and their integrity is entirely dependent on the strength and wellness of each of the other areas, all right? So this is why this is a big focus. So they see, I told you, it's really quite a complex meaning to the name Yoga Bellies. It's also, the name is about the love and acceptance of our body, of our womb, the hara, the yoni, at every single stage of our lives. And the belly is home to a woman's body-centered wisdom or female instinct. So many, many reasons why we're called yoga bellies. So why is this information more important than ever? Women are not getting what they need from their yoga practice ladies. I hear this time and time again. Oh my God, I, you know, my friends are just banging on yoga, yoga, but I'm not getting it. I'm not feeling it. This is because we are not practicing the correct kind of yoga for our bodies, for our minds at specific times in the month and our life. Okay, it's as simple as that. Also, more women than ever are practicing perinatal yoga. So that's specific yoga during pregnancy and after birth as well. There's also been a huge amount of research in recent years showing the huge and tangible benefits to women of practicing yoga. Women are looking at yoga to alleviate female-centric issues and ailments that perhaps they're not being satisfied by the medical community. And in case you didn't know, 75% of people that are actually practicing yoga are women. All right, so I want to tell you about a few of her clients, all right? Now this is a lady, actually, she was not one of my clients. She was taught by the lovely Audrey, um, Jo Dunn, who is known as the bra lady in Glasgow. She deals with the maternity bras and she fitted me for mine when I was pregnant. And um, Jo went to Luna classes with Audrey and when she was 53, she started her menopause and she was suffering really, really kind of bad night sweats. And that would interrupt her sleep and it affected her work as well. And it left her increasingly miserable. Um, you know, and she's always been the type of person that needed a good eight hours sleep. Otherwise, she just felt really shitty the next day and found it very, very tough. Um, she didn't want to take all the pills. She tried some herbal remedies, but they didn't work out for her. And Jo joined a Luna class with Audrey, and she found that it really, really helped with her sleep and her night sweats. So if you don't know what Luna classes are, these are our classes for women throughout life, but they focus specifically on balancing hormonal fluctuations, right? And um, they are perfect for people who suffer from very strong fluctuations such as PMS and during the perimenopausal and the menopausal period as well, okay? So Jo also practices uh, her, she continues her yoga bellies practice at home with asana and pranayama. And she found that around about this time her knees and hips were becoming really stiff as well. She was feeling very exhausted and her yoga practice really helped with this. So this box here should be a bit bigger, but it's not. Um, so let me just tell you, yes, yeah, so Jo now feels that her Luna practice has really, really helped. She feels more balanced, she feels more calm, she's sleeping better, less um, night sweats, less hot flushes as well. And she is a religious lunar practitioner. Psychologically, she feels much more 
positive, much more focused, and she feels, as she said, more in control of herself rather than her body controlling her. So that was just one client um, had really fantastic results from coming to Alhuda class. And this is the lovely Jo here with a wee baby. And this is just some comments she had, you know, about the classes being non-judgmental, um, just really nice to come along and easy for, for her to be there. So thank you, Jo, for being part of this. We love you. And if you're anywhere near Glasgow, go to Jo for your maternity bras, guys, and your feeding bras. She is awesome. Um, another lady is Marianne, who came to Alison's classes, and she um, loved every week of her pregnancy yoga classes. Okay, she was really, really scared of giving birth, like myself, but now feels very, very empowered because yoga classes for pregnancy should also um, very much cover that preparation for birth. So we're going to talk a bit more about that later. But as you can see, she felt she gained tons of really good information and advice. Uh, she was sad to be finishing up the classes, but is looking forward to the postnatal months as well. All right. And the third case study I have is Emily, who came to Yoga Bellies for Mom and Baby with Teresa, another one of our teachers. Now, this is another situation we see. We see a lot of PTSD from traumatic births. Um, and Emily had a really very traumatic C-section, and she joined Yoga Bellies to find a bit of confidence in her body again, um, and in herself post-birth because she had planned for a natural birth and was quite disappointed. And this is something we see from time to time too. She was new to the area, um, so it was very, very important for her. The circle aspect, again, I'll talk more about that when we discuss the sadhana, the yoga belly's practice, but the, the community aspect was very, very important for her. Um, and she made lots of new mummy friends. And she attended with her second baby, so it gave her time for that relaxation and bonding as well. So I just wanted to share those with you to give you, you know, just to put it into perspective, the kind of things that we should be getting from our yoga classes as opposed to just having a stretch. Now, I wanted to take you through a few common myths. Again, these are things that people say to me that are not true about yoga. So first one, the whole reason for this webinar, yoga is just the same for men as it is for women. Do not even start me on this one. It is not. Female-centric yoga practices are not just adapted for women or pregnancy. They were created for them, okay? As I said, traditional yoga was created for teenage boys, not for women in menopause, not for women that are pregnant. We want to practice a form of yoga that's going to work with our bodies and benefit our natural physical form, not fight against it. Why would we do this to ourselves, guys? And as an avid Ashtangi, I really was for years and years and years. I know what a, you know, a really strong, unadulterated yang practice like that can do to a woman's body and menstrual cycle. Um, yoga bellies practices and focusing on the key life stage, hormones, cycles, emotions, and the key anatomical areas. And this is what every healthy feminine yoga practice should be focusing on. So let me just take you, again, these are biological differences, guys, okay? So I'm sure you've all heard of the elements yin and yang. Um, yin is feminine, yang is male or masculine, all right? So just on a very basic biological level, let's look at the differences. Women are tender and flexible. They've got, uh, their muscles are soft and tight, less broad skeletal structure, and we can withstand mental and physical strains greater than men, and it's really just as well, considering the various trials and tribulations that we have. Um, on the other hand, men are rigid, robust, rough. Uh, they have large, coarse muscles, and they're heavy. Again, this is, um, these are basic biological facts, and a to most men and women. So on a purely biological level, we need a different yoga practice, which brings me to what is feminine yoga. So let's start with what it's not. It is not playing with feathers and goddess dresses, all right, which as soon as you say feminine yoga, that's what everyone thinks about. Now, I personally am a fan of feathers and goddess dresses, but feminine yoga is not about looking or acting a certain way, okay? Um, now, society tells us today that women are too masculine. We had the 80s and 90s, the power suits, the shoulder pads, loved the shoulder pads, they were awesome. But you know, what is the alternative? Um, 
are we then going in the opposite direction? Does feminine yoga mean that we're dressing like uh, slutty fairies or becoming hypersexual to embrace our femininity? Absolutely not. It does not mean that, okay? It's not about being a certain way. It's not about looking a certain way. Feminine yoga is simply this. It's a yoga practice that is fluid to support your natural cycles and your life stages. That's what it is, all right? Now, men and women both have emissive, okay, so that's giving, yang, and receptive, yin, forces, okay? So everyone has a balance of masculine and feminine. We need to balance that. It's not about gender. It's about everybody having to balance where there's dark, where there's light, right? We need to balance everything. If we skip the yin, we burn out completely. Now, in this day and age, we're so busy, we're busy, we're busy, we're working, we're going to the gym, we're going to yoga, we're coming back, we're looking after the kids, eh, eh, eh. we're doing all of the things, all of the things, and we forget the importance of the yin element. If we forget this, we become completely depleted, all right? So let me give you an example, guys. So within pregnancy, pregnancy yoga, pregnancy is a very yin time, it's receptive. All right, we are accepting. It's about accepting, it's about submitting to your pregnancy. That's what it's all about at the time. However, moving towards birth, we want to build strength and stamina. And birth itself is very yang, it's emissive, it's about giving, it's about birthing, it's about doing. It's a very active yang time, okay? So a prenatal yoga practice, for example, has to balance these elements. So we have to accept our new pregnancy, our new prenatal body. We have to accept we're going to become a mother. We need to submit to the physical, psychological changes of pregnancy. We have to be receptive to that. And we need a yin practice at that time. But we also have to build the strength and stamina for birth. So pregnancy yoga, yoga violence for pregnancy, balances all of these elements so that we can work towards that, okay? So let me give you another example. So outside of pregnancy and postpartum, I would recommend, again, balancing your yin practice and your yang practice. So that's why we have two different types of class. We have Luna by Yoga Bellies and we have Core Play by Yoga Bellies, okay? So Luna is our yin offering and Core Play is our more dynamic yang offering. Now that doesn't mean that the core play is for men, it is a dynamic practice for women. But you're going to get the best from your yoga practice if you have, yes, a dynamic practice, but also balance that with a yin practice. So you should be having both the masculine and feminine aspects, balancing that, the emissive and receptive forces, okay? So I expect a few questions about that, but that is basically what feminine yoga is. So you can all stop panicking. I'm not going to ask you to run about in the goddess dress and the feathers right now. That's later, that's the end we're doing that. All right. So I just want to take you through a few of the specific benefits that yoga brings to women throughout the life stages, okay? Again, questions in the box, guys. I'll get to them all at the end. First up, yoga aids fertility. Now, I'm sure you've heard a little bit about this, and that might be why you've tuned in. Couples are turning to yoga with the hope of increasing their chances of conceiving a child. Now, this is something that we do touch upon a tiny bit um, during the CYT program, but we actually have a full Yoga Bellies for Fertility program as well, and I, because it really is a whole specialist genre, and the lovely Annie Perry one of our shishas um, has actually written this course and it's absolutely fantastic. It's a really, really good response from it. Um, especially just now during COVID when a lot of people's IVF have been canceled, this is their main source of hope. Now the practice itself reduces stress, which is a main cause of low fertility as well. And for the women in particular, it allows you to relax, open up the energetic channels, the nadis, the chakras, you know, just allow that prana to go through. The, the channels and also boosting blood flow to the reproductive organs as well, using specific ana, asana and pranayama practices. And this improves your chances and your ability to get pregnant. Now, what can be more useful than that, guys? Absolutely fantastic stuff. 
it helps during pregnancy and birth. You bet it does. About 80% of our ladies come to yoga bellies for pregnancy, all right? Now, there's so much research showing now that practicing prenatal yoga can help throughout both pregnancy and labor. However, you don't just want to be practicing postures that are safe. You want to be balancing the yin and the yang. You want to be accepting and you want to be preparing for that birth as well. Now, a close look at all the findings in 2015 found out that not only did prenatal yoga help with stress management and reduce pelvic pain, ooh, I can testify for that, um, but it also improves birth outcomes such as a lower delivery time, so a shorter birthing period. Now, we actually do something called the Yoga Bellies Birth Outcomes Survey, and the last one we did, 96% of our respondents said that Yoga Bellies classes made them feel better prepared for birth, all right? And that's because during our classes, we actually have a full class devoted to preparing for birth. So we're looking at positions for birth, we're looking at breathing techniques for birth, because they are different from the ones that you use to deal with pregnancy discomforts and calming down. So we are helping our ladies relax deeply and become prepared for birth and to feel positive about birth as well. Realistic, but positive. 98% felt that they experienced less stress during pregnancy as well because of yoga bellies and that just warms my heart, it really does. Because obviously what we're doing is helping a lot of women. All right, improves BAPS issues. So there's that word again, the back, the abs and the pelvic floor for those of you who've just tuned in. Yoga reminds your body to engage its muscles and other parts for better stability and posture. And when we're practicing yoga, we tend to have better posture off the mat as well. And I'll go into a bit more about why this posture is so important to the integrity of our BAPS later on. Um, now, according to the latest statistics as well, women support, um, sorry, women report suffering from back pain more than men, okay? Now, you don't have to be a brain surgeon to figure out why. Pregnancy, postpartum, you know, all of these things, the back, the abs, and the pelvic floor are all being connected. Can you imagine the pressure that we're putting on this area throughout life? Now, luckily, there are a number of yoga postures. At Yoga Bellies, we use 29 key yoga postures that help work specifically with uh, the key female life stages. Now, these yoga postures can help to relieve your suffering, okay? And working with the core and the pelvic floor as a unit, working with these areas together, can help prevent back pain. But it can also help improve your posture and heal or avoid any pelvic floor dysfunction. And that's exactly what we want to be doing, guys. We have to be focusing on this area throughout life. All right, better sex life. I couldn't leave it out, guys. Now, um, yoga can mean even more fun in the bedroom. Could it get better? A study was conducted in India. Now, it was of 40, a small sample size, but 40 healthy, sexually active women over a 12-week yoga program. And 75% of these women said that they were more satisfied with their sex life at the end of the study. Well, it's sold to me. Um, and in fact, they actually showed improvement in all six areas of sexual functioning, all right? So this included things like sexual desire, lubrication, and better orgasms as well, okay? Now, I don't know if I need to even go on after this, guys. These are good reasons to be practicing yoga. And although the sample size was small, as I said, the results were really, really positive, especially for the women over 45. So we're going to touch upon perimenopause and menopause, if that's you, we're coming to that. Um, but yes, around this group, it was particularly positive. Other fantastic benefits. Yoga helps treat depression and anxiety. Now we know, we all know about this one. And again, according to research conducted, women are far more likely to experience depression and anxiety than men. And it's usually around those hormonal changes. So it could be perinatal anxiety or depression. It could be PMS. It could be around the menopause all of these crazy hormonal fluctuations that we suffer. And um, women are actually twice as likely to be diagnosed with an anxiety disorder, especially during these key transitional times, all right? Now, fundamentally, the practice of yoga helps stimulate feel-good chemicals in the brain. Some of my favorites here, dopamine, endorphins, serotonin, and the big guna, the love hormone, oxytocin. 
and these mitigate the stress response and change your thought patterns to combat depression. Now, again, we need to be using the correct asana and pranayama to do this correctly, all right? Further research looked particularly at yoga nidra, which we incorporate into our low yoga belly sleep se sessions. And this demonstrated how the practice can significantly reduce anxiety and depression, all right? So that's a biggie for us, a biggie for all of us, ladies. And again, just going into this in a wee bit more detail, it really alleviates the negative effects of those hormonal shifts. Um, you know, it helps with things like unpleasant side effects, in addition to anxiety and depression, things like the mood swings, the fatigue, anxiety, insomnia, cramps, yoga, the correct feminine yoga practice can help with all of these things. And every time we practice the correct asana, we are working with the endocrine system to balance hormones, all right? So just as an example, things like um, twists, pigeons, these are gonna help navigate us through uncomfortable sensations. Um, at these times, all right. And as you can see, there's been lots of studies done around this as well, around the hormonal shifts. Um, a huge 66% of women reported a reduction in hot flushes following just 10 weeks of classes. That's fantastic. These studies are doing nothing but help us here. All right. Um, it improves heart health as well. So this is a biggie you may or may not have known that heart health is a big deal for women too. And 3.5 million women in the UK suffer from heart disease and it's the biggest killer of women in the US. Um, but studies are showing that it's absolutely fantastic for lowering blood pressure and low density and high density lipoprotein cholesterol levels as well. Another one, it delays the onset of Alzheimer's and improves memory. Well, I could be doing with that, I'll tell you. Um, and in case you didn't know, two thirds of people living with Alzheimer's are actually women. So combine the healing powers of meditation, your yoga practice, all of these things delay cognitive impairment. And I'm sure we all want to be living a long and healthy and well life as well, guys. All right. So these are some of the fantastic benefits of yoga for women and I just want to take you on to the next myth and into a little bit more detail about women in natural cycles. So what I hear is, oh well, women can have the same yoga practice every day. No, they can't. No, no, no. If we do not respect our natural cycles, for example, our natural menstrual cycle, then we become utterly depleted, guys. Um, I don't know about yourself, but in my 20s I used to take the pill all the way through three, six months at a time. So I didn't have to have any periods and I could um, you know, go on holiday, you know, that pesky menstruation wouldn't annoy me or whatever. We've all done it. It's been nothing but an inconvenience and that has to change. We are fighting against our own bodies and we have to adapt our yoga practice and lifestyle to align with what's actually going on inside our bodies instead of ignoring it. So let's look into the natural cycles a little bit. So what I'm saying to you now is that we as women need to adjust our yoga practice and lifestyle throughout the month, all right? If we don't, we cannot possibly find balance. As I said, we were brought up and told, you know, ignore your periods, push on through your pregnancy, get right back into those genes post-baby. It is wrong, wrong, wrong. We need to identify, understand, and respect those patterns to make the most of the lulls and peaks in our menstrual cycle. So there are different times in the month when we're going to have more energy, we're going to be more passionate, creative, we're going to have more inspiration, and there are times when we're going to feel the absolute shit as well. All right. So they, we really we, we can't ignore these times. And if we start to track our menstrual cycles and become aware of them and respect them, we can get the most from our life. All right. Now, women have a natural connectivity with each other and the natural rhythms of nature. So I'm going to talk in the next slide about our connection with the lunar cycle, right? Stay with me, guys. Stay with me. It's not going to get too woo-woo. Um, and as I said, by increasing our awareness of this, we're just going to improve everything in our lives so much. Um, there are studies as well showing that by aligning our menstrual cycle with the lunar cycle, we can also help to ease PMS by aligning with nature, all right? Um, now, this is not just monthly cycles. We need to be respectful of our life stage and seasonal cycles as well, aiming to just basically live as much and 
as possible in line with how we are feeling inside. Tuning into what we need and honouring that, giving ourselves some love. Okay, so the lunar cycle and the menstrual cycle. Don't be too wooed out with this one, guys. Um, before we go on to this, I just want to ask you a wee question if I can figure it out. Oh, here it is, poll. Right, so I just want to ask everyone another question. Um, who is currently aware of their menstrual cycle? Who currently has an awareness of their menstrual cycle? All right, so I'd love to know. I'm just getting comfy in this chair here. Bear with me. None whatsoever. I hear you, lady. All right, I'm fully aware. Oh, this is interesting. All right, so none whatsoever. I know roughly where my period's due. I try to bring awareness to my cycle. I'm fully aware of my cycle. I am completely attuned to the moon. That would be me. Or something else. And pop that in the chat box if there's something else there. All right. Oh, I like this. This is interesting. Okay, and I will share these results with you as well, guys. Oh. Very interesting. All right. Let me see. Oh, let me, I'll just check in the chat. I've seen something. Mm, no cycle as breastfeeding. Menopausal, I'm 58. Yep, that seems fair. Okay. Postpartum, okay. Some of you have no menstrual cycle. Okay. Let me see. So I'm just going to share these results with you. Okay, so you can see, guys, um, a lot of you have absolutely no idea anything about your menstrual cycle, and that's fine not your fault. I know roughly when my period's due, I try to bring awareness. I'm fully aware that's fantastic. Loads of people really aware. Lots of people tune to the moon. I bet I know them. <laughs> and we have a few of us breastfeeding or past that stage altogether. All right. So that's great. That's really, really interesting. Okay. So let's just pop that close. Um, so you see my little chart here. So there are actually eight moon phases, but I'm keeping it simple for these purposes. And as you can see, each stage of the moon um, traditionally aligned with stages of the female menstrual cycle as well. I'm not going to go fully into this. This is a huge topic on its own, all right? But by tracking the menstrual cycle, especially with the moon, we can identify patterns in our month. And the energy of the moon, when we bleed at the same time as the moon energy, it actually helps us identify and tune into that energy as well, all right? And we can plan the rest of our, our month, our creative times, our doing times, our hiding from the rest of the world times. So let me give you an example. So we just had a, a gorgeous big full moon there. And that is traditionally the time of ovulation, all right? When we are feeling more sexual, we've got higher energy, we're just much more young. It's a very young time. We want to socialize. Um, and this is traditionally when women are at their strongest. And if we are ovulating at the time of the full moon, the full moon energy is exactly that, what we are physically feeling, all right? And we can connect with that energy and it just um, emphasizes that and, and we're just, we're living in line with our true nature, the nature of our body and the nature of the lunar cycle, all right? And again, just a, a quick um, little fact about menstrual cycles. Before electric lighting, women all used to live together, all used to bleed together. And I'm sure that many of you have had flatmates who bled at the same time as them, your cycles have aligned. And they used to go to a red tent or a moon lodge. At the same time, at the new moon, this was traditionally the bleeding time. And all the women would bleed together for seven days in the red tent or the moon lodge. Um, and they would rest and they would brush each other's hair, wash each other's feet. If you haven't read Red Tent by Anne Diamant, please do. It's fictional, but it's fabulous. Um, and, you know, it was about nurturing yourself and sharing stories and reflecting. And that's what we should be doing during our period. Now, I don't do anything for three days at the start of my period. I just give into it because I am pretty much dead. And that's fantastic. Now, with regards to yoga, we cannot be throwing ourselves into a Bikram or Ashtanga practice at this time. It is counterintuitive. It is not what our body needs. And we are not helping ourselves. And that is why you're not getting what you need from your yoga practice when you're throwing all that yang energy at a time when it is so, so yin and you need to be chilling out. 
every month, guys, we have the opportunity to cleanse and regenerate, and we tend to just ignore it, right? So by acknowledging this, we can adapt and attune our yoga practice and our lifestyle to be in line with this cycle too, okay? So I don't want to get into it too much. As I said, it's a huge topic. If you're interested, this is something we cover in the CYT training, or I have a lunar kit on the website. There's also the Yoga for Life journal. You can get on Amazon, one of my books, and um, talks more about this and allows you to track your cycle as well. So the next myth I want to cover, you can continue your regular yoga practice if you're pregnant or postpartum. No, you can't. No, you cannot. It's dangerous, ladies. All right, and this is a big, 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 big no-no. You should not be continuing your normal yoga practice, even if you don't have a visible bump. And this is a big pet peeve of mine. Oh, I've not got a bump. Um, I'm only a little bit pregnant. Do you know what? During the first trimester, this is when you are at your most vulnerable. The first 12 weeks, you should not be continuing with your normal yoga, running, marathons, whatever it is you do practice. You should be resting. You should be breathing. You should be in savasana. You should be lying in your yoga mat with a bucket being sick if that's what you need to do, okay? It is about accepting. It's a very, very yin time and we don't even accept ladies in our class until they're 10, between 10 and 12 weeks pregnant um, because it is such a vulnerable time and it is not the time to be throwing yourself into exercise. Extreme fitness is not advised at any time excuse me, during pregnancy. And that includes hot and dynamic practices. Now, I know that, that I know a lot of people, for example, Ashtanga or Bikram practitioners um, that have, you know, carried on with their practice just because someone does it, doesn't mean it's good for them. And it certainly doesn't mean it's good for their baby. All right, just because they did it and nothing happened. That's like saying my friend jumped off a bridge and didn't die, therefore it's good for them. It's not, right? This is not what your body needs and you have to tune into it. Nobody's body is telling them to do handstands during when they're eight months pregnant, okay? Prenatal yoga needs to be about mother's acceptance of pregnancy and this new role that she's moving into. The physical changes, the emotional changes and alleviating any fears that she has of birth and building that confidence for giving birth as well. We need to focus on alleviating pregnancy-related conditions. I don't have a huge amount of time left, ah, but I am going to talk briefly about them. And um, strengthening the BAPs and encouraging deep relaxation as well. I'm going to speed up a wee bit, guys, because I don't think I'm going to get through everything. Um, yoga after birth. Mum should not even consider going back to a normal yoga practice for at least six months, okay? They should be in nurture classes or yoga bellies for mum and baby classes. Postpartum yoga focuses specifically on nurturing mother and baby together. It's a very specific skill set. And we want to be looking at integrating baby into that practice. And I often say postnatal yoga is the most yogic thing you'll ever do because you really do realize it's not all about you anymore. All right. Uh, oh, we'll just go right past that one. All right. Um, yoga, well, it's true also, you do not need to be young and skinny to do yoga, but we're not going to get into that. Yoga can't actually help alleviate medical conditions. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Yoga for women is one of the fastest areas of grow up, um, fastest growing areas of yoga therapy, guys. There are multiple female medical conditions which yoga can help to treat, and you will not find from a generalized yoga teacher or a general yoga teacher training, all right? So just a few of the conditions here. Um, back pain, again, we talked about the BAPs and why. Um, it's, it's, we really need to understand the profound importance of aligned and symmetrical posture and you know, accessing and freeing up power in the body overall. We can't neglect our posture. Um, sciatica and piriformis syndrome, Sciatica is when uh, the sciatic nerve comes from your lower back and down the back of the legs and to the feet. And the inflammation of this is when pressure from the back makes the sciatic nerve very painful. Um, now, this is quite common during pregnancy, but actually a lot of women in pregnancy have pelvic girdle pain and they think it's sciatica, all right? And when the sciatic nerve pierces the piriformis muscle, 
this becomes piriformis syndrome. The next one, the next two actually, SI joint pain, pelvic girdle pain, and pubis symphysis, pubis diastasis, these two boxes are actually the same thing. And I've put them in different boxes to demonstrate that people think they're a different thing. Now, about a quarter of women have pelvic girdle pain, um, or SPD, during pregnancy. And um, it's often misdiagnosed, as I said, as sciatica. But it's often one-sided, concentrated in the buttocks. Diastasis recti is the splitting of the abdominal muscles, muscles or the rectus abdominis. Um, and relaxant is responsible for this. It actually loosens up the connective tissue of the rectus abdominis and it's very common. Postnatally, we see it a lot, but it does actually happen during pregnancy as well. Prolapse as well, something we can be working with. This is the descent of the abdominal rectocell colon and rectum. Um, it's when they're unsupported by the ligaments or the pelvic floor and they just sag in towards the vagina. All right, so some of the things we can be working with, a couple of more, I'm really running out of time now, guys. So what I'm going to do, um, carpal tunnel, high blood pressure. These are things that we see a lot during pregnancy and during different times of life, preeclampsia, um, high blood pressure. There are three different types of this we see in pregnancy, preeclampsia, which I've mentioned here, chronic hypertension, so that's if you've already got high blood pressure, and gestational diabetes as well, all right. Um, Preeclampsia is about 3% of pregnancies and it can be fatal and it tends to be kind of overweight mothers um, and it's a higher risk for overweight mothers as well. Pelvic disorders, we can be working with pelvic issues using specific asanas to address the physical tension in the pelvic region and the kind of muscle regions, um, muscle groups around that area as well, as well as building awareness of the core and the pelvic floor as well. All right, uterine fibroids, endometriosis, and unexplained fertility as well. So again, I don't have a lot of time to go into each of these, but these are all female-specific conditions that you want your teacher to be able to work with. Okay, so how do we work with all of these things during a feminine yoga practice? So I'll tell you how we do it at Yoga Bellies, all right? So we know there is a specific yoga practice that women need. And hopefully you're a bit clearer on the things that we need to consider during the month and throughout life. And also on what kind of female specific conditions you can be working with therapeutically with yoga to find that balance in your life, guys, all right? Now, as I said, the Yoga Belly Sadhana is how we do this. Um, now, over my years of studied, I created the Sadhana and Sadhana means practice or ritual. Sense, breathe, move, sleep, circle. This is what women need from the yoga practice. Five stages to that practice to find that balance of yin and yang that takes you to a place of optimal health throughout life. So although the sadhana is the same in every class, how it is applied and which asanas and pranayamas and techniques and practices we use in that sadhana differs depending on where the woman is in the month and where she is within her life, what class she is attending, all right? So the sadhana itself is consistent, but the practices are fluid to suit the life stages, okay? So the physical, the emotional, the spiritual considerations of that woman in question at that time in her life. At Yoga Bellies as well, we don't offer style classes, all right? Because we are working with our clients on a journey. We're helping them find that vitality and we're working towards optimal health. And you can't do that with a drop-in class, okay? So we really are working in a therapeutic area with our clients. And the BAPS, we, again, we integrate this. I'm going to talk a bit more about the BAPS in a wee second. But this is something we really integrate into our um practice at every stage of life as well because it is so essential for our wellness at every time of life okay so the babies here they are all right so a little diagram and um, the back the multifundus the abs the transverse abdominis and the pelvic floor and the respiratory diaphragm as well he's in there too guys okay but basically we call it the back the abs and the pelvic floor the pelvic floor muscles form the base of the group of muscles commonly called the core. And these muscles work with the tummy muscles and the back muscles. And as you can see, they all work together with the breathing muscle, the diaphragm, to support the spine and control the pressure inside the abdomen. 
Now, the pelvic floor muscles play an important role in supporting the pelvic organs, the bladder, the bowel, sexual function, and also the womb for women as well. And as I said, this is what we call the back. Now, within the sedana, this is an extremely special area of the body that we focus on every time I eat the bellies. Um, and we focus on this. I want to tell you, this is obviously a physical diagram of the biological aspects of the BAPS, but there is more to this as well. And I touched upon this when I was talking about the name yoga bellies. So psychologically, spiritually, this area is the hara, the life force, the yoni, the BAPS. It's all the one thing to us. Now, hara itself means sea of energy, or the word yoni means in Sanskrit, secret temple or room, okay? So this is an energetic area. It's not just a bundle of muscles. This area itself is an unconscious storage bowl for your emotions, okay, guys? So in this area, we store things like shame and rage, undigested emotions, sadness, fear, trauma, ancestral trauma, all of these things. We need to respect the BAPs, okay, throughout life to improve vitality, to improve our, to support our spiritual awakening, the cultivation of Shakti, to help with childbirth, all of these things. It's so important for us guys, okay? So this is what we do. This is why we do it. And I just wanted you to meet a couple of our little teachers here. Uh-oh, there was a nice photo of Ellie there, but it's gone. Don't know why. Um, Ellie is one of our teachers, and she actually attended Yoga Bellies classes, and then she was a flight attendant and didn't want to return to her job um, as a long haul flight attendant. And she had a quick chat with me, and uh, over a few months, we decided this was definitely for her, and she joined Yoga Bellies. And she told me I wanted to share a story that she had about a client. Nicola started coming to her yoga bellies from on baby classes when her son was born and she was really struggling to adapt to motherhood and um, but she got to meet lots of new mums, she had that circle, she had the sense of community, she loved the relaxations and she was probably suffering from a little bit of PND and this really helped her get over that stage. Now I think I've got a little problem with my slides, we're doing so well guys, there were no technical errors, oh my god, hold on. Close to the end. Oh no! So sorry, guys. Hold on a wee minute to find out what's going on with my slides. Ah, what's happening? Okay, so this was another story from Victoria, which I'm just going to leave off to see if we've got any time for a question. Sorry, guys. I'm really not sure what's going on with these slides at all. They're going crazy on me. Mm, I don't know what happened there. Anyway, um, we're missing some slides. Okay, sorry about that, guys. But look, we did really well. We, we got to 59 minutes um, without any techie areas. So that's fantastic. And here is me. Ta da! Is this thing going to work? Yay! Me. Um, we don't have a lot of time for questions. I'll try and answer one for you. And just to let you know that we have the Certified Yoga Bellies Teacher Training online now, and that is available worldwide. It is launching in June. If you're interested, just go to our website, yogabellies.com, and join the waitlist. So it's yogabellies.com forward slash waitlist, and you'll be sent a prospectus and some information if that is something that you're interested in, guys. If not, no problem at all. I really hope you've enjoyed the webinar. And I am just going to have a wee peek at the questions now. So thank you so much for staying the hour with me, guys. Um, so I have one here. I have diastasis recti and four months postpartum. Which posture should I avoid? Is boat okay? Um, now hopefully you are still at a postnatal yoga class, lady, and you're being looked after. Um, I. Obviously, do the check. If it's more than two finger widths, you have indeed diastasis recti. You should be seeing a physio as well uh, who's going to advise on the level of severity. Uh, so let's assume that you're not working with a specialist teacher just now. You really should try and get one. And with poses, you know, poses like the Vasana, absolutely not. These are traditional core strengtheners. 
and they're going to do you more harm than good. So you want to avoid things like that. Posies like, um, totally avoid crunches, planks as well. Um, these are, these force your core muscles to engage in a way that is really detrimental. It's increasing the pressure in your abdomen. And I really do not think you should be doing that. Um, other postures to avoid leverage twists. So that's things like um, Paravrita Utkanasana. You twist, you know, when you're going deeper using the arms and avoid strong back bends like the plate. But basically, that's probably as much as I can tell you right now. I really want you to get yourself along to a proper postpartum class. All right. Okay, I think I'm moving towards menopause. How can yoga help me, especially with the low flushes? Okay, so we touched upon that. That's great. I hope I answered your question there. But if you are looking at shifting the focus of your practice, really move towards restorative and supportive poses here. So be using props, bolsters, blocks, blankets, um, and that can really help lessen the undesirable effects of menopause, things like hot flushes. Um, so, I mean, at this time, you're going to have things like your, your fluctuating estrogen and progesterone levels, and that's going to give you all sorts of horrible um, discomforts. But yoga really, really will help with that, guys. Try and avoid a, a vigorous yoga practice, as that can make things a lot worse as well. Things like um, unsupported inversions, so handstands and headstands, maybe pull back in those a little bit. Strenuous poses, back bends, these can make things worse. So yes to inversions, but we think about things like Viparita Karani, um, you know, bridge with a bolster instead of your headstand, or it's something with a chair or a bit of wall support as well. All right. So a couple of questions there. We have the lovely Charlotte um, online too. And I've got loads and loads of questions here, guys. I'm so sorry. I cannot get through them all. Um, we just went right over with so much time there. Let's see. Um, I only practice myself at times. Training, uh, training. It's a two hundred hour training. You can do it in your own time completely. Uh, there is no deadline. We will guide you through it. There are ongoing live sessions. Um, so we have webinar sessions regularly, regularly with myself and my team of teacher trainers. But you can come to them, you can watch the recordings. But the reason we're doing it online now is so that it can absolutely work around you and your life. So, um, yes, teacher training, you can do it as quickly or and as in long a time as you want. But if you have any more questions, do drop me an email, guys. Okay, if anyone has anything specific, it's Cheryl at yogabellies.co.uk. Um, yep, someone's asking training, how long does it take? I'm a beginner. One, two times a week during lockdown. I am not too concerned about anyone's physical yoga practice. I think you get the idea from what I've said. Um, yoga bellies is not about pulling shapes in the yoga bat. Yes, you have to be able to um, instruct people in the postures, but there is so much more to it than that. And I am more interested in yoga bellies teachers, yes, having a consistent physical practice, but the fact that they are actually living their yoga and that they are passionate about what they do. They want to help women. They want to live their yoga themselves. That's much more important to me. And you will be a much more successful yoga belly teacher if that's what you're all about. I would have that person as opposed to someone that can do handstands. I'm not interested in that. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. Right, there's a few questions here that are quite in-depth. Endo, I will send you a full email reply to that. Why am I not as flexible six months on after birth? All right. So, again, that's I, I could have a discussion with you about that, Harriet, because it could be that um, obviously yoga practice has changed. It could be something to do with pelvic girdle alignment, all sorts of different things. Again, I don't know where you're specifically talking about flexibility wise, but I will get back to you in that. I see that your son's got up now. Okay. So, all the other questions, I will get back to you guys. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I have thoroughly enjoyed it and I hope that you have too. Um, I will be doing another webinar on, I think it's the 12th of June, specifically on yoga during pregnancy. So I'll be going really into, into some of the conditions and some of the postures we work with, and some of the different things we can do with our ladies and going through the yoga belly sadhana, the sense, breathe, move, sleep circle, okay? So, 
thank you very much. We went out to see if I can stick my speaker talking to see the tip. Yay, here I am. Hi guys. Thank you so much for being here. It's been absolutely amazing. Um, I've loved chatting with you all. You will all get a recording of this emailed to you as well afterwards. Um, it should be within the next two hours. And as I said, Charlotte will get your email. We will email your replies to anything I didn't manage to answer. And if you have any other questions, just drop me an email on Cheryl at yogabellies.co.uk. Namaste, have a lovely morning day, evening, whatever you are in the world, guys. See you later. Thank you.